Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome on to the Round 9 SC Talk podcast for 2022. It's JT here and I'm joined by Lakey. Uh, I don't know if we should call it the SC Report or how much shit can I throw at you for the upcoming Knights Cowboys match? Oh, mate, can we not talk about it? I don't think I'll be making the podcast next week, guys. Just future Lakey is sick on Tuesday. I don't want to come on. <laughs> mate, a, a lifetime of supporting the Cowboys has shown that every single game we get up or period that we have where it looks like we're finally turning a corner, <laughs> we're just a Newcastle Knights shambles team loss around the corner. So I don't know. I expect you guys to win comfortably 13 plus. Lock it in. I think it's like 13 bucks. Mate, I'm going to throw some money on us. Surely we can only get better after what shit they served up last week. It was awful. It's not often I get utterly just so disappointed and disgusted at a game, but I, I couldn't sit through that one. It was horrible. I turned it off and went to something else. But no, so, well, I'll look forward to this one. I'll look forward to a bounce back, if nothing else. Well, I don't know. Surprise was in Townsville before, so I expect a similar effort. Uh, Phoenix Crossland and the mighty Tex Hoy shaking things up in the Knights' halves. Looking forward to that one. Um, actually, does it make it any easier, and I know the answer to this, but does it make it any easier when... The side, your side, is getting towed up by a team that ha- you have a lot of super coach investment in. Does that help? It it doesn't. It doesn't. It's it's say it's it keeps you watching longer than you probably should. So I stuck through that game far longer than I would have if we were just getting towed up and I had no one in my team. Mm. But the fact that I had uh, Munster and Harry Grant and Ryan Papenhausen as captain running around against my boys, I. I st- I was disgusted, I was swearing, I was throwing things, and I was still watching going, just throw it inside to Pappenhausen so he can score and I can turn this off. <laughs> That's it. You start counting like the busts and things like, yep. come on, Patrick, no, chop off there, tackle. There was a play, I remember it specifically early. I think it was early in the second half. Um, they went left side. Munster threw a cutout to uh, Olam who kicked it onto Meany and then he made a breakdown the inside and there was Munster and Pappenhausen lining up. Own both of them, but the captaincy on Pappenhausen, and I was just like, kick it to Pappy. But no, he threw it to Monster <laughs> instead. Wouldn't be his last involvement in the game. So um, actually, you pointed it out. Uh, the Unicorns were back last week with Pappenhausen. I mean, you and I both captained him, and fair to say, they, I don't know, people must feel sorry for us and decided to upgrade him twice. I don't think I've seen that yeah. for a while, but um, any idea what that was about? No idea. And so both those upgrades, because it was an early Sunday game, so both those upgrades came through by Sunday night. So you hit, hit uh, went from 74 up to 91 um, early on Sunday evening, and then before bedtime upgraded again to 107. Stolen some points off Cam Munster, though, who dropped from uh, high 80s, low 90s. I can't remember what he finished on, but he ended up on 74 um, by lockout. So 
it's a funny old side. They all can put huge points on the board and they all will put huge points on the board, but it seems that, you know, there's only a certain amount of points to go around and they can and will steal off each other from time to time. Certainly can. There's always a few players that actually get overlooked um, by the scores. You know what else actually gets overlooked? Garden fences. Jesus Christ. (laughs) <laughs> that wasn't even, that's not even my joke, but even, that's just a little oh. spoiler. <laughs> I wasn't ready for Thanks, it. Baz, he just settled that's down to his seat. I wasn't even ready for it. <laughs> He's just settled down. Big bad Baz, get, uh, get nice and comfortable. We will talk some Supercoach beyond uh, just how good the Mighty Cowboys are. But uh, yeah, round nine, it shakes things up a little bit when you get some guys like Turbo coming back pre-origin so really keen to see how he goes this week we'll go through all the team list tuesday news like he's hot off the presses with his article there so i'll throw to you and divert all attention to you for what is the high and low lights of the week uh, we'll go through some of the trades up front so we'll talk uh, early about what we're doing this week you and i are both using two trades i believe so i think we'll uh, give a bit of a rundown on what we're planning to do with our basket cases of sides uh, Magic Round, not too far away. Uh, actually, at a, a off-air discussion, it's probably worth bringing up on this one. Just who do we captain that week? Because there is a huge game, Panthers and Storm, Saturday night in that one. So it should be an absolute blockbuster. Get to Brizzy for that. Uh, beyond that, what else have we got? Uh, some trade-in and trade-out targets, as always, captains. Uh, and then we're just at the start now. Maybe worth, we always bring this up around this time of pod, but... Bye weeks, uh, all important. We know that for head-to-head players, they're huge moving weeks and moving down weeks as well if you don't target them right. So maybe just up front, Lakey, how many bye week players for round 13 do you currently have? And this is genuine players, guys, that you know won't be picked yeah. for Origins. No, so and I've got Nathan Cleary sitting there, but he's obviously not going to play. Um, apart from that, I've got 12 at the moment, including Ruben Cotter, who's being spoken about a little bit as an Origin bolter from your boys. So... Um, 11 or 12 at the minute, depending on what I do with the trades this week too, obviously. How about yourself? you got a couple extra, I believe. Well, 13, uh, including Cotter, our boy, as you mentioned as well. So I think I've stacked it in the centre wing. So seven players, uh, Aiken, Maytago, Zuali, the mighty Petahiku, Tui Pilotu, who I jumped on a couple of weeks ago, one of the few bright sparks in my trade-ins list. And a cooler. So, I mean, very heavy at centre wing there. That may need to be shuffled around post round 13 pretty immediately. But uh, in the meantime, I think for players like us who are making up ground, and it's fair to say there's a lot of ground to be made up, these are the only weeks you can really do it. Beyond this, beyond round 17, you're pretty much uh, left clinging to life, if you like me, and have burned plenty of trades. Uh, I spoke to you off air about this. I've got 24 left after this week using two. So, I mean, I've, I've burned through a a lot. Not a lot of them have been good trades, but <laughs> fair to say, if you've stacked yourself pretty comfortably and you haven't needed to touch your side too much or use the trade boosts, you could be sitting pretty. Uh, what about yourself? How many trades are you sitting on after this week? 29 at the moment, 27 post-trades using two. Um, so I'm pretty happy with where I'm at. I've saved a couple across the way. I've used uh, three boosts. Um, yep. to, to get a couple extra guys that I wanted per, uh, on a couple locations. So that's more than I wanted, but, you know, largely I'm happy. I'm heading into the origin period with a side I think's competitive. Um, got guys that I want to have. I've got a lot of money makers. So now I've got to rate for the rest, the, the right guys to trade them too. Um, and I've got the trades to do it over the buy period. So I'm pretty happy with where it's at. Yeah. No, it's good to hear. Like, uh, I mean, I've, 
really want to know, I, th- I thought getting into this season that COVID would have more of an impact uh, and, and maybe that was the purpose of the trade boosts among a few other things. But um, for now, we've just been blowing them when we need to get a bunch of guys in rather than like, I don't know, have it, saving it up the sleeve for when a team is completely ravaged. The only one I can Crazy. think of so far has been the Dogs. Uh, up against the Broncos a couple of weeks ago where they had four or five players out. And, uh, you know, for the dogs, they're obviously not super coach relevant. But um, imagine this going through a Storm or a Penrith, um, which, you know, it, it could just do that. So, I, I don't know. I think there's a – if you manage to hang on to a few trade boosts, maybe it's just time to keep them up the sleeve for the run home. And it is a long run home, uh, round 17 to round 25. Huge, <laughs> huge time to, to go if you don't have a lot of trades like I expect I won't. Um, all right, Loki, that's a bit of background. Let's get into your Round 9 Teamless Tuesday news. All right, hit me with the headlines, Lakey. What, uh, yeah, there is a, a few big movements this week. There's a lot happening in the team list this week. Uh, we've got huge outs in, obviously, David Fafita's MCL, keeping him out for up to a month. Payne Haas, AC joint injury. So he's out this week. There's a good chance he comes back next week. So for me, I'm a little uh, to in and froing, but I think I'm going to hold on him um, as opposed to punting him for the money and, and the extra gun just for this week. If he returns next week, you want to have him. So I, I think he's a hold. Um, the other big outs, we've got David Nofaluma. He was turning a corner. But he's uh, copped a concussion. He's he's gone. Jack White, and I don't think he'll be too popular. But Brody Jones might be. He's he's out as well for the Knights. Um, the mm-hmm. ins though, the ins are massive this week. Biggest of all is Tom Trulovich. He returns from ankle, I believe, or knee. Correct me if I'm wrong yeah, there, Juz. Yeah. I'm not quite sure. Um, but yeah, he's back, and you know that that pushes a, a fair few of their backline players around. Um, Brad Parker and Jason Saab are both out through injuries. So the young um, Tui Pilotu and Kula get some um, upgraded job security over the next couple of weeks. And I'm really excited to see what those guys can do with Turbo feeding them um, those cutout balls and drawing attention away from them. Joining him coming in is Ola Kawatu from his one-game suspension that shouldn't have been. Um, Jared Croker. He's back for the Raiders, playing in the centers, which is huge for him. He was not long ago looking at retirement because of, um, you know, head traumas and those sorts of things. And and then he had his uh, degenerative knees and stuff like that. So um, it's very exciting to see him coming back in. Where it might hurt us is if he takes the goal kicking off Brad Schneider, who's been doing a great job, so maybe he just holds on to it. But, again, it's something to watch out for. Uh, Dan Tupo is back. Back after suspension, Jack Bird has been named, but I guess he'll be a watch. He's listed as being out last week with a knee, despite almost breaking an arm. Um, so, you know, who knows what's going on down there. Stefano Uto Ikamano back for the Tigers, back from his synesmosis injury, named on the bench so far, so it might be a bit of an easing-in period for him. Um, and then the next big one, Brian Toto is back for the Panthers as far as the extended bench so far, so... I'm fully expecting that he'll be included into the side. He's been training um, on the left wing with the Panthers for the last couple of weeks and uh, looks rearing to go. So uh, it's going to be a very, very nervous watch for us super coaches when it comes to the Taylor May versus Charlie Staines, who gets to stay and who gets the boot. 
actually heard on the almighty NRL 360 just before this pod uh, that Taylor May is battling a bit of flu concern. So, yeah, if anyone is likely to get bumped, you'd suspect on the back of that news that it would be Taylor May. So uh, when do they play during the round? So they play the They're third Friday game. Friday night. Yep. Mm. So if you, you've got a few players stacked on the bench there. May just be uh, keeping a keen eye on the Lake Mail, Lakey's Mail on uh, Friday yep, night. But, that's uh, right. Yeah. Tohu and Turbo, these guys that you expect everyone will have in their side from beyond round 17. Turbo was a little bit slow to start the year, as was Tohu, but you'd expect these these sort of guys rise to the top yeah, eventually. Tohu for me is an absolute must at some stage. He's the premier centre wing in our um, in our game, and you're going to want him on the back end of that um, just potent, just absolutely deadly um, Panthers lineup. Turbo... Uh, he's a bit more of a wait and watch. We've got a few more guys around the place that can step in and do a similar sort of job in the fullback position. But if he gets up to doing what he did last year, then yeah, he is a must as well. But we've just got to wait and see to make sure he is back at that level. So Turbo, 163 break-even. So every chance. I don't know if you can remember all the times he's come back from injury historically. We've always said, oh, he'll just be eased back in and he'll have a quiet few weeks and his uh, break-even will continue to rise and his price will drop. And then he goes and drops like 180. I think he's done it against the Titans a few times. I mean, yep. he's playing the Tigers this week who are a little bit better. Yeah, it's usually the Titans. He just comes back from injury and targets them for some reason. But yeah, the Tigers, I had that same um, thought process, but the Tigers have been a far improved side over the last couple of weeks. So, I mean, it is a 163. I don't think you need to rush to get him back this week. You can wait and see how he goes and make sure he's all hunky-dory with his injury and um, even if he does bang out a 180, you might have missed the points, but you haven't missed any no, price rises. Haven't. Um, one thing to mention as well with that team list, Matt Frawley and Brad Schneider tag teaming in the halves for Canberra with White and Out. Uh, mm-hmm. For me, it does a fair bit for Brad Schneider. He did mention the potential to lose the goal kicking, which you'd hope uh, isn't the case given how well he's been striking them. But Brad Schneider last week, heavily uninvolved. So watching him as a guy that played him in my 17, I think he made about two tackles by the hour mark, hadn't run the ball, just shoveled the ball along, did get a late try assist upgrade. But beyond that, now that it's sort of his side, I'm expecting him to bounce back. Would you play him in your 17? I think I will be um, based on the matchup. The Dogs are also an improved side in there and defending well, but have been known to let some points in. So I would be playing him on that. And I said this similar to what you just were mentioning. I said the same in my analysis on the website this afternoon, that that's fine. Um, Yeah, I want him taking the line on a bit more. Like that's been Jack Whiten's role. Um, You know, that's what he does. And so Brad Schneider has been able to sit back and steer the team around and, and pick and choose a bit more. Uh, Matt Frawley is not that same sort of guy. So I, I think Brad Schneider can come in and maybe be, be a bit more assertive, look to create some attacking raids on the dogs. So when they get in the, you know, the red zone, the 20 meter area. So I'm hoping that's the case. And he puts his hand up and, and tries to lead this side while yep. it's out. No, absolutely. So I'm, I'm keen to see how that progresses. I was a bit worried for him. He made a couple of bad errors as well. So I thought, geez, in a, a side that's not going well, they might just use that as the catalyst to move him back to the reserves. But thankfully, uh, well, not in thankfully for Whiten, but uh, has probably staved that off a couple of weeks. So looking to see how he bounces back pretty well. Um might just segue that into, I did want to leave this up front, but I might just go into the, did you see that last week? Oh, 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 did you see that? 
So this is where I want to go through. Yeah, hit it twice. How good. Uh, go back into the round eight, the round that was. Uh, we won't talk about NRL results as much as I want to because I did that on Sunday night. But a couple of things really caught the eye for me last weekend, uh, building on it with Teamless. One of the ones was Tui Pilotu for Manly. Looks to be a way better candidate at the moment than Cooler. And uh, particularly with that Saab news, but before that, I just thought the way that he was running the ball uh, and, and, you know, playing out on that edge. And you mentioned it, like, Turbo is going to mean so many more points potential for this side. Um, so I'm quite glad that I've jumped on him quite early. Uh, Cooler, on the other hand, um, I don't know, a little bit concerning how uninvolved he was. It's been a tough couple of weeks for Manly, but uh, what do you, what's your read on that scenario there? Um, like, how much more do you see out of... Either of those guys is is Tui Pilotu now the um, longer term play. I, as far as Supercoach goes, you're right. Tui Pilotu seems like the better play. Um, he's got a far more attacking game to him. We know what Cooler can do when he gets in an open space, but he's just not doing that. Obviously, they remind me a little bit of um, the Morris twins in that you know Brett Morris was all attacking flair and he's scoring the tries and he got all the accolades, but. Um, Josh Morris was the guy picked for Origin because he was there defensively, and that's what Cooler does. He's he's thrown in. He stopped uh, CSC for Talakai in his tracks when he was just demolishing Manly two weeks ago, and um, he's really solid defensively and makes the right reads and, and sticks a tackle. Um, and plenty of guys that are better, bigger than him, I should say. He's he's only a small fella, and he's stopping guys in their tracks. So that he has that defensive mindset, and I think for NRL purposes that probably keeps him in the team a bit longer than Tui Pilotu. Um, you know, they could bring in Jason Saab is their attacking weapon down that right-hand side. So if they want him there and they're going to be kicking bombs to him and he's a tall unit, and maybe Cooler sticks in longer and helps him out by tackling the guys mm. that he can't. No, I thought that was uh, interesting because Tui Pilotu, when he first came in, uh, you know, didn't play the greatest. Had a couple of 20-point scores for Supercoach, I think. Yeah, 27, there you go. And, um, yeah, it looked, I don't know, he was just a guy I needed to fit in for my trades at that week. So I'm very glad with how that's turned out. It looks a little bit out of reach now. Uh, beyond that, the big Ted, he's back, 100%. James Tedesco, why did anyone ever trade him out? A whole big 99 yeah. points and we're sitting happy. Yeah, 94. Why, 94 why did I do points, that? actually. We never trade Teddy out. No, no, four. no, it was your other trade. No, I won't take about 99, mate. Yeah, no, Teddy, Teddy looks good again. He's um, involved in everything that the Chooks are doing and... Uh, you know, for me, it hurts because I did trade him out. Uh, I was sick of the low scores and, and you know, I, I think I said a couple of weeks ago that it was five minutes into a game and he had his hands mm. on his head. He looked gassed, but, you know, he's, he's looking good again. He's usually playing without pants on for some <laughs> reason. He's making a break and getting stripped <laughs> and it makes all the highlights. So I've seen his ass more than I've seen my wife's lately. But um, he's... Involvement in the side has affected Sam Walker, I think. He's... Sam Walker had an absolute mare on the weekend. Um, there was no ifs, ands, or buts about it. But he just, Teddy seems to be wrapping around and taking the second phase play a little bit more now. And um, it's working wonders for him. Yeah, I made a uh, note of this when I was writing the weekend wrap on uh, yesterday. And Teddy hadn't scored above 30 points in any of his first six games for hit ups. So, you know, a little uninvolved, a lot under eight metres and that kind of thing, which we don't often see with him. But the last two weeks, when the pressure's been on against Dragons and Dogs, um, results haven't gone their way. But 40 points against St. George and 38 last week against the Dogs. He's getting his hands on the ball more, and I think that can only lead to better things. And a passive Teddy was doing nothing. 
can't just lace the cutout balls and all that kind of thing as he would normally do. So I think his running game needs to come to the fore, and it looks like it's about to crack. Um, Titans, Eels, Penrith, Sharks, so a little bit of a mixed run coming up, but you'd like to think a guy of his calibre going forward. Um, obviously fallen by the wayside with a few other guns going pretty well gangbusters, but I think for anyone who's held on to James Tedesco, there could be some brighter stars ahead. Uh, next thing on my list here, comfortable. I am comfortable now to have Jason Taumalolo in my front row forward. I think watched him as a Cowboys fan to start the year, and I thought, I don't really care about the minutes. It's more just how he's running the ball. And you can see the difference in basically a month in just the aggressiveness he's taking the ball up with. Uh, his offload, it, it, you know, hasn't quite kicked in just yet, but he looks like the tackle busting. He's stepping at the line, that kind of thing, doing all the things he used to do. Not at the same level, but I think he's building, and it's a sight to behold when you are a Cows fan and when you own him. So I think hasn't set the world on fire, but for me, very comfortable play now at front row forward. Um, are you planning to get him in? Do you already have him? No, I've already got him. I got him a couple of weeks ago, and I've been You're really right. happy. Um, I said early on, uh, I can't remember exactly what round it was, but I, I just sort of I saw it as, as well. I saw him building. He was getting back to doing Lolo things. I thought it was a fitness thing. He was he was gradually getting more minutes, and when he was out there, he was doing more things. So I was very eager to jump on, and yeah, I've got him in my second row along with Payne Haas, who's obviously out this week, but I'm very happy with those two as the combo at the moment. Love it. Uh, round 13 specials. Oh, well, Lolo's a special. Uh, speaking of, Ruben Cotter, another one on my list here. What an absolute gun he is. Had a quiet couple of weeks leading into this. Uh, although, bad for Supercoach in that and he's now getting bandied about as this origin potential player. And, you know, how good would it be to have him off the bench? So I think it's kind of good in the sense that I'm a Cowboys fan. I've loved watching this guy for a few years now, um, own him in Supercoach, but he's playing too well. So if he could just get yeah. his debut yep. post-round 15 or post-round 13, I'd be uh, much happier. But as an owner, you must have breathed a sigh of relief as I did when you saw him back to doing what he does best. Yeah, man, absolutely. I think I said to you, um, well, I said to the Twitterverse how I was planning on um, making a change uh, and unreserving Aitken, considering the rumours around his calf complaint and changing that to Max King. But I was out with the family through Ikea, not getting any service, not thinking about the actual game and forgot to make that change. But then talking to you later and you were going to swap uh, Max King in for Cotter and I said that's a great idea I should have done that but Aitken was locked in on my bench and thank Christ he was because you know Cotter had an absolute blinder of a game he was out there probably the longest he's played all season and, and was just huge for you Cowboys um, yeah he's doing so well I'm hoping that the origin speak is just from the coach that there's not actual too much to it it's just from Peyton pumping his tyres yeah, it was interesting on the Sunday footy show, Billy Slater was asked about it and it was a little coy through basically the whole Cotter talk and turned it into how they're going to fit Tabuai for Doe in. So, I don't know, playing <laughs> Ducks and Drakes, whatever you want to call it. But, um, yeah, it'd be very interesting to see come Origin time. There's always one or two of these guys that we've got in Supercoach. I'm kind of hoping not that they don't make it uh, for selfish reasons. But for Ruben Cotter, it would be just desserts, just deserves. Uh who else? Anyone that I trade, final thing on my list, basically anyone that I trade will be shit. Anyone that's anyone <laughs> I trade in, trade in, anyone that I trade out is generally going to go very well because I've done it again, Lakey. Did it again. You have. As you're well aware. You Did have. Did I not say I said, 
<laughs> Five aware on CC for Talakai last week. Brought him in the week after I get Dave for feeder in. Look how well that's gone. Uh, so Talakai, either suspended or injured this week, lock it in. I hope not. Listen, he's running at uh, Rocco Berry, I think, this week. So he's, you know, all signs are pointing to a bounce-back game after the um, Stags towed him up. So he's uh, hoping that you haven't ruined him forever, just a one-week wonder. Certainly haven't. Any, any uh, Anything on your list? So I've put my sort of five go-tos. I did just throw this together pretty late. But uh, any high or low lights from round eight for you? Oh, mate, the lowlights was my entire NRL team. That was the big one. Um, I guess that the Eels, the, they towed us up a, a week ago with the Jacob Arthur experiment and they went with it again against you boys. But um, Dylan Brown is needs to be in the halves. They've rectified that this week. Um, Arthur's dropped out and, and Brown moves back into 5-8. But You've traded Brown out already, haven't you? I so did. I'm, I made that trade. He went center. Yeah, I made the trade to Cleary, so it was an upgrade, but um, I'll potentially look at getting him back in post-round 13 as he plays the second bye. So it's good to have him back in the arbs. I think it makes the Eels a better side. There's just something to watch. They play the Panthers this weekend. It'll be a cracking game with both teams at full strength, so it'll be good to see how he goes. Yeah, one thing about the Eels, and you know, they're pretty much one to seventeen, had a bit of a, a mare, but Isaiah Papali, very quiet game from him, but still banged out almost sixty. Uh so right. again, in a pretty down week. He put two tries on you guys last week, but if that's his floor, uh hundred percent finds a way into most sides if you can mm-hmm. afford him. I can't, so I'm just gonna have to sit by and watch him uh float away again. Unless I bring him <laughs> in and ruin him for everyone. Happy to oh, do please that. Please don't. Please don't. He's on my hit list very shortly, so I don't. Please don't do that. Anything else before we jump into our trades for this week? No, I don't think so. I think we've covered most of it. And if we haven't, um, send us a message on Twitter or on the website. We'll try and get back to you. All right, let's get into JT and Lakey's trades for the week. Mwah. <laughs> it's, yeah. only, it's it's such a precursor, it's only isn't it? It's isn't a it? precursor of what's to come. It's. Really fitting, unfortunately. I've, I mean, to be fair, it, I at least had a balanced week last week with Cody Walker, as you mentioned, 99 points uh, for the mighty FNQ Moon Shiners. So against a 12-man team, it was fantastic viewing. Uh, if you're a Bunnies or Cody Walker new owner, I thought um, fell across the line, did splendidly mm-hmm. out there, and now plays the Broncos at, uh, at Sydney without Payne Haas and the like. So... Cody Walker is uh, bottomed out, you would like to think, and only getting better from here. So at 514k, maybe worth for anyone like yourself that didn't jump on. Um, is he now someone that we should be considering? Definitely. Um, he's put two games back-to-back. I said uh, last week that the 77 was could have been a bit of a misnomer, but um, he's backed it up with... He did score the try, but it, it was putting two try assists on, which is the Cody Walker we've come to expect. So that showed me a little bit that he is getting the confidence back, and I think that's just going to go uh, higher and higher the, the coming couple of weeks. So I think this might be your last chance to get him, 5.15 with a break-even of three, I believe. So he's, he's mm. on the way up. Grab him now. I did I sidetrack a bit there. I just wanted to talk myself up, pump the tyres, because I was 40,000th, and now I'm coming... 30,000th or something. So mm-hmm. I had one win. So there you go. Moving Giddy on up. up. Yeehaw. Up <laughs> Jesus. Giddy up, JT. Uh, anyway, trade-ins for this week. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I've uh, 
I haven't gone anything too controversial here, although um, focusing, so I'm just completely going away from Cleary, stuff him. I've got Jerome Hughes, he's doing okay. Um, but the trades that I'm making this week, so I've obviously turfing Day for Feeder. Um, I'm hoping he's sort of out a bit longer term there. But bringing in Tao Malolo at front row forward and bringing in the mighty guac, Hamole Olakawatu. Uh, so trading out for Fida and trading out Will Penasini. So I think he's sort of done his job for us uh, at centre wing. I don't think he's going to set the world on fire. By all means, if you've still got to keep him around, I would. But I was just using his uh, his cash. I couldn't trade out the uh, Petahiku because he's got 13 and he's a cowboy man. So Will Penasini, you've done your dash. Well done. Thank you for your services. But they're no longer required. Uh, what are your thoughts? I, I don't mind it. Um, all it, it does mean you're missing Isaiah Tass this week, yep. who's on the bubble as uh, 175k basement cheapy. But um, if you've got, as you said, you've got seven guys playing round 13 in the position, so there's probably um, Tass can you can afford to miss him. I can't. I'm going back down that way with Brody Jones down to Tass. So. Um, he's someone I'm grabbing in for the cash rises and then thinking similarly to you, um, getting either guacamole or uh, um, I'm looking at Keon Kolomotangi as well, who's been absolutely lighting teams up at the moment. Mm. He's been the bunny who's capitalised on their soft draw the most, I think, and he's been on fire. So I've been tossing up between those two boys. Are you putting much emphasis on round 13, uh, given Kolomotangi won't play it? That, yeah, that's probably the deciding factor for me, and that's why I'm sort of leaning towards Olakuatu. Uh, I was also looking at Angus Crichton. He's kind of bottomed out now, played 80 for 80 last weekend, but he'll be missing origin period and not, you know, not just the bye, he'll be missing the three weeks or whatever it is for origin and whatever they miss backing up. Um, and Isaiah Papali'i as well, who's top dollar and misses round 13. So I think I'm going to lean to Olakowatu and, and get those other guys at a later date. No, I don't mind that. Um, any thoughts, uh, we spoke about him off air, but any thoughts on Josh Schuster having come back last week, gotten through the game relatively unscathed, didn't play the full 80, had a breather halfway through, but mm-hmm. uh, again, lining up at the second row, I think yeah, beyond he'll be an 80-minute player. Going oh, forward, yeah, definitely. Last week, so, yeah, the, the the break was obviously uh, his first game back from preseason surgery, and you know an ankle injury, so it was just getting legs under him. They were playing with twelve men, so he was you know doing one and a half men's work throughout <laughs> the night. Um, he'll be better off for the run. He'll gradually build towards eighty. He's someone I'm very keen on. Uh, I'm a big Josh Schuster fan. But I just, you know, he's only played the one game. You can afford to wait and watch and see how he goes this week again before um, jumping on. Just, uh, what was it, 10, uh, seven runs altogether last week. So not a hell of a lot done. But he did lace on a try assist with a line break assist in it as well. So there you go. I think that was from an offload. But uh, it's just the kind of stuff he can do. And that's what elevated him last year. And I think for a guy at 5'8", uh, potentially a, a really big value play if you want some stability there, as much as there are good players around. Second row is pretty stacked this year. So maybe mm-hmm. a 5'8". Uh, Josh Schuster to carry you through Origin is somewhere you should be leading for. Um, anyone else that you've... Um, I mean, if you're like me, you've missed the boat on a couple of players. Cleary for me, Nico Hines, and now Isaiah Tass. Anyone in your boat, in your one that you've sailed by? Yeah, it is Nico Hines for me as well. As much as I want to get the guy in, it's getting too close to round 13 for me to really be considering that massive upgrade, similar to the um, Isaiah Papali'i. So those are guys I'm going to get 
round 14, round 15, hopefully, um, to bring me home, have me have them from the run home. Um, so, yeah, a couple of the big-name guys there. I missed Christian Tuipolotu as well, which I'm regretting. I grabbed um, Kula instead, who's done the job. But as you said, as we said earlier, um, Tuipolotu's got the far more supercoach-friendly game, so I've missed out on big you know, cash generation there so far. Very good. Um, all right, maybe it's time we take a quick break. When we come back, we'll go through uh, actually our magic round question that we raised amongst ourselves, then the trade-in and trade-out targets we haven't spoken about, and finish with captains. Um, and I think going forward, Lakey, how about we grade each other's trades um, each week? I don't know, we'll turn that into something there, but who stuffed up the least? I think we'll uh, we'll go with for next week. So we'll come back. I mean, we're hopefully both trading in, trading in the guac, so we're kind of cancelling each other out there, but... Uh, looking forward to that. Still, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. It's a long way to go. See you after the break. That's what my wife keeps telling me. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Just the kind of smooth guitar that's going to lead into JT's joke corner for the round. Uh, I wasn't going to set it up because I'm not a comedian. (laughs) It wasn't going to just come. No, you've proven that. Like like I always do. Uh, But anyway, I read a good one today. I uh, went to the gym, signed up for a new membership. So I said to the gym instructor, look, all I really want to do, can you just teach me how to do the splits? And he said, how flexible are you now? And I just said, oh, I can't do weekends. <laughs> that might that be was the a worst Tim one. one, I believe. That might be the worst one. <laughs> that, that actually got voted some joke of the year, yeah, Edinburgh Fringe Comedy Festival, something like that. Anyway, as I said, well, they're, uh, they're people wrong. need to send them in. Uh, <laughs> they were not wrong. It's clearly the delivery because that was absolutely hilarious. Anyhow. Uh, JT's Joke Corner, one and done for the year. Sorry, week, week, sorry. Not year, jeez, wow. Don't want to talk about yeah. people. Yeah. No, I, was, I got body. excited for a second there. I thought, wow, he is done for the year. That's awesome. <laughs> It'll be back. Maybe we'll grade the jokes at the uh, the back end of the pod. And, uh, anyway, uh, round nine, trade in and trade out targets. We'll get into that shortly, but magic round. I'm jumping all over the place. Magic round. So not that far off next weekend. Uh, you've got your leave pass sorted, I believe. I have. I tell the missus that it's uh, a work uh, function every week, writing it off as a tax benefit. But um, So I get the three days off. It's my one outing for the year and I spend it with you Muppets. And I cannot wait. 
Muppet say, is that what you're calling Wilf and Joe's uh, Patreons, mate? Isn't that who you're spending it with? <laughs> no, that's it. No, I'm going to spend a couple of minutes with the uh, Supercoach champs. I'm going to spend Saturday afternoon, I should say, with the Supercoach champs and their crew, um, catching up with Wilf and Joe and, and the like. So I'm looking forward to it. I mean, some few new faces. It should be good. That should be a cracking weekend. I think I'm going along for Saturday, Sunday, potentially Friday. I haven't made it through unscathed in the uh, previous iteration of Magic Crown. So the kebab, dodgy kebab, took me down last time. But hoping to make it through. Cowboys are the last game of the round, so that should be an absolute cracker. But big question that we had from a super coach perspective is who are we going to captain? This is jumping like two rounds or a round ahead. But uh, Storm and Panthers play each other, as we mentioned, huge game. Who are you actually going to captain that round? Yeah, it's a big call, isn't it? Because our sort of walk-up captains at the moment are either Nathan Cleary or one of Pappenhausen Munster Grant on any given week. Um it, it's interesting with them going against each other and will the defense cancel out the offenses of both sides and the scoring? So it, it's an interesting matchup. Hmm. I'm looking forward to it. You actually had a good idea, though. I hadn't really considered this after his poor last week, but Talakai uh, up against the Raiders in Sunday game could be yep. a lethal weapon yep. out there. Uh, Teddy plays the Eels, who were towed up by Scott Drinkwater last week. So he could always be a player if you've still got him around. Um, otherwise, you just play it safe and go forward. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Payne Haas is back. Yeah, we'll say forward. Payne Haas plays on the Friday night. Um, I mean, it, it, if you were going to go someone out of that Friday, uh, that Saturday night game, I should say, um, Harry Grant would be the guy for me. He's always going to be involved regardless, being that he plays in the middle. So he doesn't exactly rely on attacking stats. They do help him, obviously. But he should net you a 70 if you wanted to mm. play it real safe. Um, otherwise, you've got your Isaiah Papali'i's against the Roosters and those sorts of things. So there, there are options around. As I mentioned to you, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> bring, it, bring it home nice and strong, either Hiku, Lolo, or Cotter. So you've got plenty of options there to on the Sunday night, and it depends how many um, casks we get into you before the weekend's through, Before if we can make you do that or not. It'll be Weekend at Bernie style, me sitting there <laughs> lifeless in, in the chair, just waving the Cowboys flag around. But anyway, that's uh, that's next week. But I thought a little bit of a, um, I don't know, something to think about as you gear up into that all-important magic round. Uh, speaking of round nine, though, let's go through the top 10 trade-ins and trade-outs for uh, Supercoach. There's nothing really that sticks out as super surprising in the, the top five or so. So if you look at the trade-outs, Dave Fafita, um, he's gone 11,000 as of the Savo had uh, turfed him so I think fair to say a lot of cash tied up in him so no issues from me there but um, I mean you potentially thought he might not be out for as long? No I'm, I'm thinking he's going to be out three or four weeks and if that's the case then he's got to go so you know um, it's a similar injury I think to what Turbo has been dealing with and he's missed seven weeks or something like that so Fafita will be wanting to get himself right for the origin period so he, he's got to go he'll be resting. I say not uh, many surprises. That's because I was looking at the trade-ins list, but there are a couple actually here. Uh, number two, Lachlan Ilias, uh, number two traded-out player, 6,500. Obviously, people just making room for uh, someone, but at 5'8", halfback, uh, 308K, who are you, I guess, upgrading or downgrading him to? Firstly, would, uh, is there anyone? Tamare Martin at 5'8"? Tamare Martin would be the one that people are aiming for, I think. He's on the bubble this week at 205K. With a negative break, even that—that that would be the. I'm assuming most people are going for that. Otherwise, you've got to be upgrading him to a, a Cleary or, or a Cody Walker potentially. Seeing that he's turned the corner, 
I just don't think he's done his dash just yet, old Ilias. Broncos, Warriors, Raiders, Tigers, uh, Titans. Well, so, as I, mean, I, as I mentioned run. to you, I think I said off air that he play, He was the same boat as Cody last week, played 12 men for 71 minutes of the game, and they put on 40-plus points, and, and he was not involved. He didn't have any attacking stats. He didn't get uh, involved in anything that the Bunnies did. He only scored 29 points. So I, you say he hasn't done his dash. I'm wondering if he has a dash. 25 break even though, so I mean he's not going to. He's not losing you. any money. That's right. No, yeah. Exactly. Uh, so that caught me a little bit uh, off guard. But number three, Payne Haas. This one's a surprise. I, I mean, I've seen a bit of this talked about. In that, um, I don't know. It's a lot of cash tied up there, and he'll play Origin and all that. Missed the bye week for 13. But uh, Payne Haas is an out and out gun, and he's a season long keeper. So what are we doing? Uh, I, I think you got to hold. As I said earlier, I was humming and hiring with this one a little bit earlier on, but. Um, he hasn't hurt his shoulder anymore. I think he's just re-aggravated the injury that he caught the week before. So the Broncos staff were happy to needle him up and get him out there uh, into last week's game. He only lasted till just after half time before you know it it um, was too much to bear. So I don't think he'll miss too much game time. They need him out there to continue winning and and push towards uh, post-season appearance. So they want him on the field. They obviously want him to be healthy if they're going to do anything in the post-season as well. But, you know, what comes first, the chicken or the egg, I suppose? Mm. Yeah, no, I agree. I think he's an absolute hold. Despite, like, it, it doesn't look good when he's gripping the um, the shoulder so early on in games and you just like to think that the week will do him uh, a bit of good. But it's it's he looks like he's going to have to carry it for, for quite some time. But anyhow, I think he's still got... A lot to give old Paney. Uh, number four on the list, Taylor May. This one's maybe not so surprising. I mean, he's got a break-even of 74. There's talk, as we mentioned, that he'll make way once Brian To'o is back. And if that's the case, um, you know, over the next three or four weeks, he may not play game time, but will be there for round 13. So what are you trying to do here? You're trying to upgrade to an out-and-out gun in the position or are you holding like me for numbers? Yeah, I'm holding at the moment... Um... If he plays, he's always the chance of a, a score. Um, so I don't think it's the the break-even is too much of a concern if you're going to hold him anyway through to round 13. Whether he makes or loses money from here is sort of irrelevant. Um, mm. If you are trading, if he does sit this week and, and you think, well, that's him gone and you're trading, it has to be to a gun from where he's come from to where he's done. I wouldn't be trading him down to your Isaiah Tats and cashing, what is it, 400K mm. profit because that 400K is not going to do you any favours sitting on the on your in your bank there. Um, you want the points on the board, so cash him in for a gun. If you can do it, move an Aiken or a Firma or something, thing of the like from your second row down to your centers and and get a gun up in there who's guaranteed points looks to be what a lot of super coaches are doing is that trade to tass so i mean if you've got a penicini i've traded him out this week not to tass but if you're going to move someone on um i don't, I don't know penicini's been okay but he's not someone as you said that can pull out a really huge score and no. you know, this guy plays for the panthers so for me if you are looking for cash, which a lot of people are, then I don't know. I'd probably look elsewhere than a Panthers centre wing just yet. I think the beauty of if Tass or if um, Taylor May doesn't play this week is that you can just sit him there and wait for the opportunity to arise where you can strike at someone that's correct uh, 
as a, as you said, a gun center wing. And I, I like the, the likes of Norfoluma yep. on the radar there. Yes. Ruffiner, that yes. hasn't worked out. But nah, Ruffiner's, I think, done, as mm. we said it again, but he's done his dash. Nofo was someone I was very tempted by. His back to back tons. Um, the Tigers are playing better. They're scoring more tries. They're looking to go out right where he's playing. And he put on a 63 despite getting a head knock and, and missing 15 minutes of last week's game, and they lost. He still put up a good score and didn't score a try. So mm-hmm. he's someone I'm very eager to get in again, but um, misses this week, so you're not going to miss his score or his price rise or anything like that this week. You can grab him next week. So that's just definitely one to keep on the radar heading into Magic Round. How's Joey Manu? Uh, scored a Ooh. pretty low score, 27 last week. Could have been 50-plus with that try late for Suwali, but... Uh, he's got a break-even of 80, plays the Titans this week, but he'll be fullback in round 13 with Tedesco gone. And we know how good he goes then. They've got the Raiders that week who should be untouched by origin, but that could be a good shout for what, 70k more. Will he be fullback? Will that, they've or come will out they, and said, yeah. They, they've out, definitely said that. Yeah, yeah okay. Brad Fittler came out and said he's definitely yeah. in the fullback jersey, so pending injury. But Joey Manu at 80k more or whatever it is then, uh, Taylor May. That's a very handy upgrade. That's a good hopefully. swap. That's a good swap because you know he's not going to be playing Origin mm. with his um, New Zealand heritage and um, allegiances. So, yeah, definitely I wouldn't um, turn my nose up at that at all. Just know that his ton from the week before, depending on how he goes this week, of course, but his ton will drop out and that break even will shoot through the roof. So you're probably going to lose a little bit of money in the short term, but you're likely to benefit long term from it anyway. Teddy hasn't scored a single ton this year. Manu scored three. It's yeah. uh, quite an incredible season for Manu. A little bit up and down of late, but so have the Roosters. But uh, anyhow, so a guy that I'm very uh, much looking forward to welcoming in the short term. Uh, number five, Mitch Moses. Yep, he was dreadful against us. Yeah, um, eight points. Nowhere to wow. Be found. Yep. That was awful. Uh, won't play round 13. I think better halfbacks. I mean, I've got Jerome Hughes. I'm not – I don't own Cleary. Obviously, there's a gap there, but – um, I don't know. Do you see a bounce back from Mitch Moses or do you think rage trade? Go ahead. Uh, you probably rage trade. I think he's done his job. He, you got him in for his nice early draw and he's you know stacked on points throughout that time, made a heap of cash and put a heap of points on the board. So, you know, cash him in now. I don't think you should cash in just yet. Brad Schneider, we've spoken a little bit about him. If he gets the goal kicking taken away, it hurts him. But for the next couple of weeks, it's his side. And I think round 13 player, I've been... Pretty high on this guy. His base involvement wasn't great last week, as we said. But I think if you can just hold on to him for a few more weeks, I think there are points to come. He's shown that before. So I kind of disagree unless you're getting, you know, Clearian or someone like that through this trade. I think I would just hold fire on the Schneier. Yeah, you've got to take into the round 13 game into account. Um, you know, if you're going up to Cleary, he's going to cover the points you miss from not having a halfback in round 13. Cleary's going to cover that over the next three or four weeks. Mm. So you're not losing out. But if you go in almost like for like, then it's not really worthwhile just to have an extra, um, to, to get a couple extra points over the next couple of weeks where Schneider could make up the difference in round 13. Um, he lost money this week, but it was only a thousand dollars or something like that. Yep. So I think we've sort of he's um, plateauing a bit on the price front. Uh, if he has a big game, he could jump start it a little bit more. But he's not going to be losing you too much cash. He's not going to be making any more cash from here on. I think you, you 
far worse options than to just sit him on the pine and run him out in round 13 and then cash him up after that. Here we go. I reckon Raiders are going to win this week and Brad Schneider is going to score a try and score 70 plus super coach points. Ooh, I think the Raiders call. have got their old boys day. It's their 40 year celebration. So I think Raiders will be up for this one. Jared Croker back. Emotions are high. So I reckon, I don't know. I reckon the, the Raiders could put on a score despite White not being there and it'll come through Schneider. So there you go. Play him in your 17. Blame me next week. Uh, Appy Coruscant, number seven on the list. I uh, don't think that's too surprising. You got guys like Harry Grant floating around there. Just got to get him in your side. Uh, Coruscant just can't make up the difference. We'll play round 13, but, you know, as you've said, there's guys in that position who you can trade up to that will make up those points. And I think Harry Grant is one of them. So fully agree. Uh, if you do have Coro to move him out, if you can afford the Grant. Any other thoughts on him? No, I said Caro was um, was just a cash grab based off his one or two games where he killed it, uh, and we said back then, don't bother getting him in. He he's going to go back to normal scores. Sony Luke on the bench is uh, handicapping him a bit. Um, you know, Luke's coming on for twenty thirty minutes a game, and that's really limiting Coro's ceiling. So he's yeah, I don't see any issue with trading him out at all. Penasini, number eight, uh, the big peen. So, as I said, he's gone from my side. Um, fair to say a few other coaches looking the same. It's not like he's done poorly. Uh, no, like not he's at all. serviceable. But, yeah, for the cash, it's time to go. Yeah, he's – I say it every week, I think, in my article, but he's a really solid floor. He doesn't get too many attacking stats, but he's knocking out 40s and 50s um, based on just his work rate and any attacking stat that comes is a bonus. So uh, he's a bit like Schneider that he's plateaued. Um, you pretty much hit the ceiling for him as far as price generation goes. So if you need to trade him on any time between now and round 13 is the time to do it. Chris Randall, he's the next on the list. What are your thoughts there? I, I moved him on last week, shifted Cotter up there, but looks like a few people deciding to go uh, away from him. What are your thoughts there? No, I'm, I'm uh, again, same boat. I think he's is what he is at this point. Um, I don't have any issue. I'll be looking to move him on at some stage over the next couple of weeks. I just haven't had a, uh, found the avenue to do so yet. So I've, yeah, I'm all for it. Played 80 last week. So he has uh, four out of his last five games have been 80 minutes. So he I mean, it's probably 80. played more like 45, and the other 35 was spent watching conversions. So there you go. I'll take that into your points per minute consideration. Uh, but pretty much like a, a Coro, if you can shift him on, um, again, he won't play 13. So there you go, Coro's uh, a better shout. But Randall, he's got to be moved on at some point. Might as well be now. Kurt Mann as well, uh, injured. And lucky he's not going up to Townsville because he's going to get flogged. So good to see. Uh, there you on, go, 2,000 coaches. Just on Kurt Mann, I, I've heard, I haven't heard any, got any confirmation, but I have heard that he stepped on a teammate's foot at training um, and has a syndesmosis injury. So he could be at a bit Jeez. more long-term. Jeez, who was the teammate? That's like Glenn McGrath stepping on a cricket ball in the ashes. It's going to cost yeah. you guys the premiership. Yeah, well, that's it. We were looking, you know, certainties before then. Trade-ins, mate, Isaiah Tass, we've spoken about him um, on the bubble, huge negative break-even, so I don't see anything wrong with it if you need to, to find the cash. Uh, for me, I think I've already got enough uh, cash cows in the side, so mm-hmm. one more in there is not really going to do much. So for me, I'm okay. going to uh, let the ship sail, but uh, security looking pretty good. 
Yes and no. We'll know by um, the first team cuts on Thursday night because Tane Milne is there in the extended bench. He's the reason Tass got the run in the first place with uh, Milne's suspension. And Jackson Paulo's uh, in the 17 jersey. So either of those guys could come in, but I think Tass is just playing too well. Um, you know, he's forcing Demetrius' hand a little bit to keep him in the side. I, I don't see a reason why you'd cut him when he's playing as well as he is. Tamara Martin and Cody Walker, we've both spoken about. They are two and three. So number four, Scott Drinkwater. Uh, this one's a little bit surprising. He's killing it, and it's probably a little bit of chasing last week's points, but uh, has a softish run, you guys, and then the Tigers at Magic Round. So plenty more cash to come, you would expect. But beyond that, as a Cows fan, I'm just not sure where he fits in. Um, you got the hammer off the bench there for now, just while he eases back in from that knee concern. But beyond that... Uh, Drinky's yeah. killing it, but I don't, I don't know. It's a security risk for me. Yeah, it's a little bit short-sighted, in my opinion. Uh, he, he did destroy the Eels last week. He was awesome. Um, he really was. He's been great since the he main came back, reason, um, apart from one game defensively. You guys scored sixteen points in four minutes to end the game, or something silly like that, and and he had a hand in pretty much all of them. So I think he bumped his pro, um, score up. 40 points or something in the last five minutes mm. of the game, which is not going to happen each week, obviously. Um, so I, I'm sort of expecting that drink water, drink water, I should say, is going to be on the trade outs list in, you know, before origin period. I'd be interesting to see how that plays out, but I think he'll be a popular trade out in a couple of weeks' time if he doesn't have a few more tons. It's a, I don't know, maybe it's a different kettle of fish this year compared to others, but even in years where we've gone poorly, he's been up the top end of try assist lists and that kind of thing. So in a side that looks a hell of a lot better than it has, he's scored three tries and uh, seven try assists since he's been back. A lot of yeah, them through his cutout ball, so I don't know. He's a half plane in the fullback position, isn't he? He was he was in the running for the... Um, the sixth jersey at the start of the year, and then you get beaten out by Tommy Did and Brisbane's finest. So he's definitely got the ball playing ability, whereas Hammer's uh, out and out speedster and a gun fullback. He's going to be attacking through his running game. Um, they're, they're, they're different dynamics. How Peyton's going to play them together in the upcoming rounds is going to be a very interesting watch. We know he plays funny buggers anyway with his team list so how he's going to run these guys at the same time is going to be very interesting i like the combination at the end of that power game as you said four minutes uh 16 points because they uh, moved out peta hiku i didn't like that for super coach but i didn't play him but uh i don't know whether that's how they're going to run it or, or what the go is but it could just be a wait and see but uh drinky not without his own risks with a couple yeah, of listen, tough matches wait. coming up we love cotter here um you and i especially pro but- cotter pod Pro Cotter, but he's not a ball-playing lock like an Isaiah Yao is. Um, he's a workhorse, just ruck it up the middle and, and put up the yards. So having Drinkwater did and, and Townsend on at the same time creates that third ball-playing avenue that has been working for you guys. And I don't see an issue with bringing Hammer on to float around those three men and try and you know, create a couple of overlaps and line breaks off it. It's working, so why break it? So actually, I had a guy, uh, site founder, not Wenon, but TG uh, works at the same place, but he actually sent me a message as we go on air. Seriously think about trading three Cowboys in this week. Uh, he lost to me Oof. last week, so that 
has apparently made him lose his mind. He's a Knights fan as well, but uh, he's gone well looking at Drinky, Cotter, and Taumalolo, and they are in the top 10 on trade outs, so in trade yeah. ins, I should say. So it's not like he's alone in this scenario. It's normally the other way. But uh, Cotter, we've spoken about a little bit. Uh, I like that hooker dual flexibility. Mm. Um, so I've pushed him up there for the time being. Um, the reason I think he's uh, probably a better, sh- and you know, if you've got an Appy Coruscant and you're looking to move him on, um, you know, a guy like Cotter might be the go just for that flexibility. But I don't know. Beyond that, I think uh, like for round 13, he'll play uh, obviously. And then beyond that, I think it could almost be a matchup play depending on if they play him 80 minutes going forward. But I don't he know. I've really liked what they've, and, they've seen. But if he's not, if he's not a matchup player and he's not someone you're going to hold on to in the long term, he's getting his price to a stage where it's going to be an easy upgrade, uh, quote unquote, mm. to uh, round 17 gun. So it's not going to cost you an arm and a leg to do it, um, either in the hooking position or in second row. So it's a definite benefit to having him and as i said last week if you can get him and jazz tabunga in who's also um pardon the pun locked down the 13 jersey for the this uh, for the moment he um he has that same eligibility so you can push those guys back and forth depending on matchups depending on um, availabilities and they both play around 13 so uh, it's a good combination to have Number six on the – well, actually, we'll stick with Cowboys, but number five, Jason Tamalolo. He's uh, in my trade-ins this week. I think he's done enough, not setting the world on fire, but at front row in Supercoach, I guess you don't really need to. No. But if you were to weigh up a guy like him uh, as opposed to Tavita Pangai Jr., why are people going Lolo and not TPJ? It's the uh, consistency, the reliability that Lolo gives us every week. We, we know with TPJ, Jay, that he can put out a 100-game, 120-game, he's just as likely to put on a 30 or 40, um, whereas mm. Lolo's going to get your 60, 65, 70 every single week. Um, you know, he, He's found his role now, Peyton, and all that issues that seems to be behind them. They've come to an understanding, and they're, they're just, you know, he's out there doing what he does, and it's helping you guys win games. So um, you, you're much prefer to see a 70 in your side than a 101 where he can a 40 the next, I think. Mm. Although TPJ plays uh, almost 80 minutes. He's played 70-plus mm. for the last five rounds. So, I mean, in terms of time on the park, he gets more than Lolo. But uh, I don't know. I think, as you said, just a little too erratic and always that suspension risk. Um, Stars, he's fled to Canada and got, uh, well, unfortunately, for the big man, he's got COVID and, and yeah. currently... Uh, Bottled up, so our best wishes to him. But uh, he must be uh, absolutely shitting himself every game. Pangai steps on the field because he just needs one suspension. You're a stake to the clear, aren't you? Uh, it's the primary reason I'm watching Bulldogs games at the moment. <laughs> I'm just waiting for that stake to roll in. Uh, it's going to be good. Some of Canada's finest, hopefully, when he comes back. Uh, Xavier Coates won't talk about Harry Grant because I think that's just uh, you know no-brainer kind of Self-explanatory, yep. yep. Xavier Coates, though, the Koyo, I don't know what you want to call this guy because he will float in and out of these lists at just at every point throughout the year. Uh, huge run he's gone on over the last few weeks. What does that coincide with? You traded him out, mate. There we go. Bingo. Uh, points to you, Lakey. Traded him out for and traded stags out a while ago and look where they've gone. So do wonders on both sides of the coin. But Coates, again, 
you know, we know what we're getting with him. He's a roller coaster. So for now, it's on the up. But is there a downhill stretch coming along? Definitely will be. Um, the the Storm have scored 120 points over the last two weeks, 70 and then 50, which is ridiculous for any football team in, in any era. Um, the Storm can do it, obviously, but they're not going to play sides like the Warriors and Knights every single week. Uh, Penrith next week is is obviously one that you've got to watch out for. Is Coates going to be on the back end of multiple tries against the Panthers' defense in Magic Round, I don't think he will be. So there'd be a game you consider sitting him almost. Um, but yeah, if you have ridden it this long, enjoy the highs, enjoy the tons. The price is going through the roof. He's got a, a negative sixty nine uh, break well, even. Anyway, um, it's, <laughs> yeah, that wasn't going anyway. No, it was. It was, was going to be another joke about my wife, but it's um, he. He's going to make a ton of money. He's scoring points for fun at the moment, but there will be a stage because his work rate's not there. He doesn't have a work rate. He's just getting on the end of attacking raids and putting the ball over the line. When that dries up, he's going to push out another negative, you know, uh, sub 30. Yeah, I think lesson learned for me anyway with Coates going forward, you just need to ride out those. He scored a a frigging 15 and 18 when I played him. Part of the reason I dropped so heavily but um, beyond that, you just got to look at the season-long average, kind of like an Addo car back in the day for the Storm. would go very quiet some weeks, and then yeah, that's right. as soon as the Storm steamroller side, they're the ones on the back end. Yeah, exactly right. So I, I, the Storm have a couple of tougher matchups coming up, Penrith being one. Um, so that's not going to have it all their own way over the next couple of weeks either. So just, I'm expecting Coates and his Technicolor Dreamcoat to be in the dry cleaners. Yep, <laughs> negative 69, unless you're going to cash this guy in a couple of weeks, which you might just do with Origin around the corner. Uh, just see him as a season-long keeper if that's the way because he will just he'll go to 400 at some point later down the track. Cam Murray, number eight, and Isaiah Papali'i, I think, safe to say, very solid buys. Uh, mm. If you don't already have them, I think. Yeah, they'll be, um, they'll be Fafita and Haas uh, replacements. I think would yep. be the, the case there, which is, uh, again, you can't turn your nose up at that. They're good buys. No, a lot of good second row forward candidates this year. It's great to see. Um, all right, close out for the pod with your captain, vice captain. I might uh, throw to you. I do have it currently sitting on Cody Walker, mm. VC and NC Pappenhausen. I don't know that I've I've done anything since last week there, but yeah, there you go. See Pappy once again. Uh, what are you doing? Uh, I'm doing... Uh, Cleary, VC, Pappenhausen, C at the moment. It worked for me last week, so I think I'm going to run it out again. It's a funny week because the options we have to loop will be a Payne Haas who plays in the first game of the round, um, and some people are still carrying like uh, Sean Russell or something for Parramatta, and he plays in the same game Cleary is. So it, there's not a lot of looping opportunities this week. So I think that's Brody really- Jones, mate. Speak for yourself. There you go. Best yeah, night of trading him out. Yep. Yeah, it could be the best in- involvement he has in your team this season. Well, there you go. Uh, no, looking forward to that. All right, Lakey, it's been a uh, fun pod. Uh, behind the scenes, we've had to restart this one three times. So that's been fun. <laughs> Third time My laughing, jokes man. got better and better every time. Um, but no, looking forward to this Saturday. I'll be at a uh, the Better Half's dinner. So again, it seems to be I go out and don't get to watch the games and we win. So there you go. I'll be checking the phones. Uh, looking forward to seeing how that one goes down. Although I just have a sinking feeling, Lakey. I have a mm. bad feeling about this one. So I'm not even going to throw anything your way. 
Made nah, a better team win. I'd say I'm not willing to put a stake bet on this one this time, but yeah, I'll just be watching it and I'll be sending messages your way, both negative and positive, I'm sure. <laughs> Mostly negative, I'm sure. Anyway, thanks very much, mate. Long day for you once again. I'll chat to you next week. Sounds good. Yeah,